Hey guys, welcome to episode number eight of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yo, yo, yo. How are you guys? I'm here with my friend Meg, who is the co-founder of Leone. Leone. Leone, which is a skin consultancy company. Yeah. So, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan. Um, Like Mimi said, I'm the co-founder of Leone. Uh, We launched in June of this year, so we're pretty new. Um, My co-founder who's not with me, Ksenia, she's originally from France, so the name is French. Leone. Leone. What does it it stand for? It means lioness. Oh, I love that. We're all about the empowerment, but we have the slash in it because we want to include men too because men – you are listening oh, and need to be using skincare. So, Leon, that's um, lion. Lion and lioness. But the name originated from, like, female empowerment because after World War II, all the women took the men's jobs and they oh. called them Leone. So. That is such a great story. I love that. Yeah. So, Meg and I are currently sitting on my bed. We're both, like, pretty dead today. Like, Meg's yeah. hungover. She did Pilates at 7 a.m., so I'm pretty I, impressed. Only because I would be charged if I didn't go. Um, <laughs> but I had two bottles of rosé last night. You so had I'm three. Very, you well, had three. it wasn't just me drinking it. Okay, but, um, Yeah, I'm feeling really delicate today. And because we're talking about skin, if you could see me, it's not my best look. Well, you know what? The thing is, you you know how to make skin amazing, and that's kind of all that matters. Even yeah. If you don't, you just have to know the, how to handle yeah. your rough days. Even if you don't follow the direct instructions you give your clients. No. I'm here eating <laughs> Lily's dark chocolate chips, which are made with stevia, so it's kind of okay. But I've kind of had the entire bag today, so it's I'm fine. Leave it at that. I feel like so hormonal. I just got my period. I'm just delicate. I'm not I'm hormonal yet, but it's coming next week. I left my so boxing So my skincare like regime has changed um, because I know I'm going to start my period next week. Oh, my God. You but should like, change it. Worst thing in the world is that my boxing class today, I literally left a bit early. And the boxing instructor that I usually go to, he was there. And he, like, gave me this look. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> you know? It's that look of disapproval. No, I think it's a good excuse. I mean, my Pilates teacher didn't have much much sympathy. No way. For my hangover. You had like a three-hour sleep too. I know. I went to bed at 3.30 in the morning. Guys, all bad things for your for Yeah, so your this skin. is what we're going to start the podcast with. Everything bad. Yeah. <laughs> Everything not to do. Where are the examples? <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, get three hours of sleep. Like, go to bed at a decent hour. Exercise. Don't eat too much chocolate. I did exercise though. So I know. Great. So it's fine. Yeah, like, it's a blood – it's like a circulation thing. Mm. So you're allowing – the blood to start flowing, oxygen's getting to your skin. So that's Wait, so why working people, out is actually better. It's good for your skin. It's good for your skin. Over, but okay, it's everything in moderation. If you over exercise, you can also cause oxidative stress, that makes um, sense. which is basically a form of free radical damage, which I kind of talked to you about earlier. So basically, everything bad. So we're talking sun. We're talking like sunbeds. Um, Drinking. Have you ever gone to drugs, a sunbed? Smoking. Have I? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did in college because I wanted to be tan. Yeah, did but I. I'm really pale. Like, yeah, me too. In in uni, I went. It's like, such a bad idea. Yeah, it's such a bad idea, and it 
it, I mean, sun is the number one cause of premature aging. Really? Um, yeah. Number and the one. number one, number one. Nothing, like, not even, like, other environmental factors, like, smoking and, like, eating badly. Like, sun no. is number one. Sun is number one. So, like, 90-something percent. I mean, there's all these different statistics on it, but it's in the 90s of premature aging is because of sun oh exposure. Also, like... So, wear your sunscreen, people, every Yeah, day. 50 SPF, right? Yeah, and not just in your makeup. So, it's really important to have your sunscreen be an extra step because... So we have this machine that we use in our consultations, um, and it shows, like, UV, your skin in UV light, which is actually terrifying. You're like, wait, mm-hmm. is that all on my skin? You've done all it this to me. Stuff? I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Um, but we've done it with, like, different products. So, like, I did my tinted moisturizer, which says that it has SPF 20 in it, and then I did, like, an SPF 20, like, proper sunscreen, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just needs to be an extra step. It's There's no coverage in, with your makeup. That has SPF. That's insane. I know. But yeah, when I think about like sun and being tanned these days, like I've been really turned off of it lately. I used to kind of not care that much. I used to go to the sunbed sometimes and like lay out in the sun for like hours and hours. But now I'm just like using fake tan and not going in the sun because like fake tan lotion. Yeah. Because which one do you like though? I'm I have found it really hard. Um, and I, I like the Saint Tropez. I like the um. Loving tan stuff. They've sent me a bunch of freebies. I did like a few paid posts of them once, and they sent me a bunch of shit. And their their two hour mousse is actually really good. Really, yeah. The tan Lux ones work, but I just think the and way that it reacts Lux. on my skin, like I just smell worse than most people. Oh, that's the thing. Like I you need to like, tan. yeah, it smells kind of weird sometimes. But like, what I think about when I'm like really turned off of being really tanned is like those old wrinkly ladies yeah. that look like freaking like dried fruit like yeah you know it's that really like it might leathery. make you look like glowy now but I mean, you pay can't now, go pay back later. from that like the leathery skin like you literally the, there's not enough botox in the world <laughs> there isn't and it just like the skin is like the window to your overall health and well-being so do you want that to be the you know do you want that to be the state the of your health? Do you yeah. want that to be the impression that you're giving off to? Yeah. Absolutely not. And um, if you can do things like use tinted moisturizers that are have like a bit of a, a tan tint or like yeah. tinted body moisturizers or like, you know, a glowy, um, like fake tan thing. Like why yeah. don't you do that? And a lot of people are like, well, you know, but I need vitamin D, which actually isn't a vitamin. It's a hormone that our skin helps us create. So like Why the, the hell skin- is it called vitamin D then? I don't know why it's called that. It is is a hormone that our skin helps to create when we're exposed to the sun. But actually, to get your dose of vitamin D per day, so the amount of time that your skin takes to burn. So, like, I'm a 10 minute burner. Really? Yeah. So I only need like really little. I I mean I think so. Yeah, I burn like very quick. But I technically only need five minutes of sun exposure for to initiate that vitamin D production. So you only really need like five to twenty minutes in the sun for that. Vitamin yeah, it D. depends on it depends on each person, but also taking vitamin D supplements is fine too. I mean, you need to do like a food based. I take D, vitamin D every day. Yeah, that's it's like a, good a really supplement cute, to have. easy pill. It's like tiny. Yeah, I like vitamin vitamin D is good. They do a spray now too, which tastes so wait, good. can you like tell the difference? Like, I haven't been taking it long enough, and I'm not super consistent. But like, if you're taking vitamin D pills every morning, like, do you? I I can tell a difference, especially in, in the winter. Like it's in my energy? energy. It's oh. mainly my energy and kind of my mood. So like I'm from Texas. Um, obviously I'm American. You've 
noticed that by now, but you don't have like a Texan accent though. No, I've lost it. Can you I'm turn really... it on? Can you? Oh turn yeah, on the I can turn it on when I talk to my mom on the phone. People are like, "Hey, mom, can hey, you do mom." No, I'm like, "What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing?" Yeah, and but I'm gonna go to. The I was stables. just home for three weeks, <laughs> and so it like turns back on. But then when I get here, I think people just. You know, it takes piss out of me the whole time. That's so, I'm like, so funny. Uh, Wait, can you say like a really Texan sentence? Like, let's have really, oh my god, like let's have a Coors Light on the boat. <laughs> Wait, say it in like a Texan. Like, I can't. It's why? just like y'all. y'all. Y'all's like my only thing. Hey y'all. Here, my mom is so Texan. Shut up. Yeah, she's proper Texan. That's amazing. I wish I had the draw now. The line I dancing. I feel like I sound kind of like a Kardashian, which I don't love. Really? Kind of, yeah. My voice goes, especially once I have a drink, it goes so high pitched. I hate it. I feel like the Kardashians are literally such a massive influence on every single person on this planet. Oh, they are. They're everywhere, especially like with skincare and beauty in mind. They're a huge deal. They've changed the way that we wear makeup. Yeah. So what? The overlining of the lips, like yeah, contouring. I mean, contouring. Come on. I think Kim Kardashian literally. Brought. I mean, I think it's been a secret, like a celebrity secret for years, but she really bought, brought it to the forefront. And I can contour. Like, I don't wear very much makeup anymore because I don't need to. Like, my skin, I'm so happy with the way that my skin is now. Um, Did you used to have bad skin? Because your skin's awesome right now. I, so I never had really, I've been really lucky. I've never had really bad skin. I had pebble acne when I was going through puberty because we know acne is caused Hormone. by our hormones. And so any like life change that we have as far as hormones are concerned, like puberty, menopause, all of that, you might get some flare ups. And so, um, I had pebble acne, got on the pill. It was fine. Um, but I also have rosacea, which is something that I like still suffer with. Ditto, baby. But I have figured out my triggers for it. So, what are like, your triggers? Because I don't even know mine. My so a lot of my triggers have to do with skincare products, which is really sad because obviously with the job that I do, I need to try a lot of different products, and I want to try a lot of different products, but I just can't. Like I really can't disturb my my skincare regime much. So I found like ten products that work, and I kind of rotate them like depending on. You know, have I had three bottles of rosé last night or, <laughs> you know, is it really cold out and is my skin dry? That kind of thing, you know, like heavy So what products are these? Like what are your top three that you use with your my, with so your rosacea? I with my rosacea in mind. So you still, even if you have rosacea and sensitive skin, you still have to exfoliate. So I have oh. um, an antioxidant serum that I use in the morning. Um, Who's it by? Exuviance. So I only really use Exuviance products in my stable regime i'll try other products that say they're for like sensitive skin if they say they're for sensitive skin it doesn't mean they are um, how do they I've like that the hard way how are they allowed to label it if, if it's not they there isn't regular so words like organic natural no regulation around that really at all um what the it's hell? getting better but you have to look at the ingredients at the back of the ingredients but like i i'm not a big natural organic because with my rosacea a lot of the essential oils and the fragrance, even if they're natural fragrances, natural, I'm putting air quotes up, um, they still irritate my skin, which is a bummer. But so my product, so I have the Exuviance um, antioxidant serum that I use in the morning, and it has um, a little exfoliator. It's a PHA, which is a polyhydroxy acid. So it basically exfoliates the top layer of your skin. It's a miracle worker. I love it. Amazing. I think everyone could probably use it. And then I use um, another, like, core one is my anti-redness serum. 
And I, I have this. seen, yeah, you need it. It's amazing. Um, I've tried every single anti redness serum out there. I mean, literally, I think my drawers are just full of things that are supposed to like cut the red. I need it. Um, and this I'm one so actually red. works. It like actually really works. Okay, so, you need to write this down for me. And it's still by Exuvian. Exuvians, yeah. So Exuvians is a cosmeceutical brand. Um, and it falls under the parent company of Neostrata. So Neostrata is like the kind of more intense version of their products. Exuvians is a little bit more like their kind of luxury okay. range. Um, it's less expensive, but it it has like more luxurious packaging, sort of. It's That's not the awesome. Best. Cheaper and more luxurious. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I think they were trying to compete with like a Kiehl's type, maybe. Okay. So premium. Maybe it's not luxury, it's premium. But um yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with it. But cosmeceuticals just by their nature can have more active ingredients in them and they're much more results driven. So you have SkinCeuticals as a cosmeceutical. You have Neostrata, Medicaid, um, and then you have the doctor brand. So, like, Dr. Sabah. I know I'm mispronouncing it, but I can't pronounce it the right way. Dr. Dennis Gross, which I think is a great line for acne. So, there's all these – you really need to, like, know what you're buying. And so then you, you kind have, of have to test it. Do you think skincare generally works for – like, if I have rosacea and you have rosacea – and the products that work for you, do you think they will work for me? Or my kind of rosacea is different and I have to try all these products to figure out what works for me? So I think that everyone's triggers for rosacea are different, unfortunately. But there are some basic ones, like spicy foods, huge trigger. But this product is working for your, like, redness. Like, yeah. will it work for mine too, even if I'm... You just have to get... Basically, you have to use it in the right order in your skincare regime, one, and be really diligent about it. You cannot put a product on one day, one week, and expect it to work because our skin takes 28 days to turn over if it's normal and healthy. Most of our skin, sadly, just due to our lifestyle and the world that we live in and all the pollution and sun and everything, it takes longer because our skin's natural barrier is compromised. Most yeah. of ours. But okay, so what if so, so I'm, gotta give it a chance, basically. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try out that serum. You said that that's anti redness, but what my question was is like if one of the listeners has redness as well, like will this one product work for all red skins? Like, or or do we have to try all of the different ones because one might work for somebody else? Does yeah, that- I think no, that makes sense. I think with any skincare product, just because it works for me doesn't necessarily mean like it's not gonna okay, you know, by default work for you. There's no like golden ticket. There's no one cure all product. And that's why we, like, in what we do, have to be really careful because we can say, I can say all day long, this product made a difference for me, but it could not for you. However, I really do actually believe in this range and their results. So I think it's an amazing product that, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Oh, so much to learn. Okay, so guys, we got some questions in to my Instagram um, from Meg. I had so many freaking questions from you on skin and your personal skin issues and what you'd like me to ask Meg. So we tried to take as many as we could and condense them and kind of bring them into the same subject matter. We got so many questions on acne. We had a lot of you uh, struggling with acne and asking about what products to use, how to prevent it, and all that jazz. So I guess, Meg, should we start off talking about acne? Yeah, let's talk about acne. So it's totally hormonal, right? Like it's it's number one cause of acne is hormones. Yeah, definitely. And I think that 
the issue with acne, because we did, I did read through all the questions, is that most of your acne, pretty much all of your acne is probably being influenced by many different things. So I would have it's to not sit just one down. Thing. It's not just one thing. It's your hormones, yeah. But the products that you're using, um, the environment that you live in, your diet, your lifestyle, your stress level. Your birth control. Your birth control. All of these things really affect your skin. And so it's really hard for someone to ask a question about acne and for me to answer, you know, with a, a product that will work for you without knowing all of those things. But, I mean, just generally, when it comes to skincare and acne, you have to sometimes think less is more. So first off, with people saying that they have acne, there is a difference between acne and breakouts. So what's the difference? Because acne is, again, influenced by your hormones, and it's a condition that's kind of going to be there all the time. So... It'll really? Be something so that if you're you have struggling. acne, you're always going to have acne. Not, no, you can help it with skincare and medication, Roaccutane, things like that. But if you are classifying it as acne, it's something that's pretty consistent in your life at that moment in time. A breakout is just like a one-off. A breakout is months. more like, okay, I'm getting my period. I am having a breakout. Or, okay, last you know week I was really stressed at my job. This week I had some stress pimples. And we have people coming in and they have a few pimples or they have, you know, menstrual breakouts yeah and they're saying they have acne so then they've gone and they've bought these acne fighting products and that's really dangerous because oh my god but it's the same thing it's a pimple it's a pimple but you're the the cure that you might need for your acne especially with like menstruation and stuff isn't necessarily this very intense you know roaccutane like you're not a candidate for that so you have to be strategic about the products that you buy if you get a few pimples a month then all the time even when you don't have all these pimples you don't need to be using an anti-acne face wash my friend who was visiting me from new york she was here last week and i was you know i always look through all my friends skincare regimes and she has beautiful skin and i looked at it and i said it was this kate somerville um like anti-blemish wash and i was like why on earth are you using this like a, you have pretty sensitive skin, and B, I don't see one spot on your face. And she was like, no, but, like, I sometimes have acne. And I'm like, no, 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 you sometimes have breakouts. <sighs> so the, you don't need to be using an acne face wash if you just have So, but what's the difference? Because they're breakouts. both pimples. What is it? So They what? are both pimples, and some of the symptoms will be the same. But with, like, acne grade 5, you have comedones. You have closed comedones, which are, like – kind of underneath the skin. You have open comedones. Oh, those so, are the worst, the under-the-skin pimples? I know. Don't Ugh. try to pop them, even though it's so tempting. Ugh. Just leave them be. Um, but you – there's – basically, it will be full inflammation, um, pus, like papules, pustules all over your face. And so that is acne, and that is something that's – you know, it is it is a hormonal thing, but there's a real imbalance in the body with that. So then th- that actually would need – you would have to go to a dermatologist. You couldn't come to us and – we, we really wouldn't be comfortable helping you. Because you can't really prescribe anything. No, you can't. But then, like, for example, for myself, when I was going through puberty, I probably had acne level one or two, which is, you know, scattered. It might just – or it might just be in, like, one specific area. But it's not all over the face, all inflammation. And with acne grade five, you often see it 
all over the body. Yeah, so your chest, yeah, your, back. your chest and your back as well. So, quick question for you: Acne is there's a misconception that it's caused by being unhygienic and dirty. That is and not so showering. not true. It's not true. Okay. It's that is like myth, myth, myth. Yeah, and it. I know. I know that I've been saying acne. I mean, <laughs> your skin is like a window into your well being. But just because you have acne, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. So it doesn't your, mean there's like it obviously means there's an imbalance in your. There's body. an imbalance of of some type of hormone. Is it unhealthy for you to have acne? I think. Well, we had one question with a girl who had written in and said that she was declining events and things because she had acne. I think for for well being, maybe it's not the best thing if you're yeah like uncomfortable state. with it. You kind of just have to. But isn't you know, it a window? It, but, like you just said, it's a window into your health. So it's like you would think if someone had cystic acne, like there was something wrong with their gut bacteria or something in there, and there likely is. But it's also it also can be a very complicated hormone issue. Um, so what would you try if you had this insane cystic acne? And you'd probably you'd you would probably need to go on antibiotics um, or birth control or like something to really change your hormones. Yeah, you could go on birth control if that doesn't work. A lot of times they rec- – which is so drastic. But if it is stage 5 acne, which is – it really is like a – you know, it, it affects your life. Um, it's a condition. And I think it's – yeah, and it's painful as well. Um, so I think that you would need to go to a dermatologist, get on antibiotics, maybe try to get on birth control. They have different light therapies um, that once the inflammation is under control. Um, so you can take things like omega-3 and 6, which really help with inflammation. Um then you could start doing some different treatments. But it's really, when it is that severe, um, you have to kind of seek medical help because products that are over-the-counter probably will do more harm than good. And that's why I think a lot of people that have acne and they've said, you know, I've I've tried this product and that product and this product and that product, you don't want to overstrip the skin. If you are kind of a level one, level two grade acne, um... You don't want to overstrip the skin or overwhelm your skin. Your skin's really delicate. Um, it does amazing things. We have a physical barrier and a chemical barrier. But when you put all these different products on your face, yeah, you're stripping the skin. Um, and so sometimes you just have to kind of like not panic and just okay, stick so, to something really gentle. Okay, so you would stick to gentle, more like natural types of products? I would, I would go cosmeceutical. If you're having acne, I would go with cosmeceutical products. Um, I wouldn't – things like apple cider vinegar, there's like all this stuff online about using apple cider vinegar to try to help with acne. Don't do that. Why? Um, well, it's apple cider vinegar is an acid. And so um, by nature, it can be an irritant, especially if it's not formulated – in a way that it's supposed to be put yeah. on your skin. So um, BHAs are really good for um, helping with acne. So salicylic acid is a BHA, beta-hydroxy acid. And what it does is it exfoliates not just on the surface of the skin, but it goes deeper into the pore. And so a face wash with um, a BHA in it is really great. So I have a face wash with BHA from Paula's Choice. Yeah. Is it bad that I use it even though I don't have acne? Um. Not necessarily, but you could probably overdo it. I would probably, for me, I wouldn't be able to use a BHA cleanser every day. Yeah, and I if it's every day. if it's like a toner, then sometimes, like if you do have like acne, uh, acne blackheads on your nose, I have so many blackheads. Yeah, so I many people, you're gonna, so many people suffer from blackheads. You're it's, gonna be mad at me. I popped them this morning. We all, it's okay. No, but Ksenia, um, her co-founder, 
literally gave me a speech last time I was at their place. I know. If she, she were sitting like, here, she would be like, don't your head. you dare ever pop. And I'm obsessed with popping it. I love it. Yeah, I kind of like it too. I'm not going to lie. And you know what? Okay, I had... But it is really bad. It is bad, but okay, it I It doesn't have, help either. You're not getting it all when you do that. I know, and it just like comes back the next day after you put makeup on. Yeah. But okay, so I had this experience when I was like 15 where one of my friends at summer camp gave me one of those blackhead strips for my nose. Yeah, don't do those. Okay, but wait, <laughs> listen. So I remember that it was my first time ever doing it, and I was at summer camp and I did it. And so many blackheads came off onto the strip. It is so and it satisfying. The most and you kind of like look at them in the light and you're like, oh my wow, God, that was That in was me. in me. Yeah. It was like the most satisfying thing in the world. And I literally didn't do them for ages. And then <laughs> two weeks ago, I was at um, Boots. And I, the and I bought them. Yeah. And I did it and nothing came off. And I was like, what the fuck? Are the quality of these, like, different? Because, like, it literally took nothing off and I was so pissed off. Maybe you didn't, like, get it wet enough Oh, I did. I did it, like, four times. But they're not a great thing. Because actually what you're – so you're pulling it out, right? You're pulling out the blood. And, yes, there's there's stuff coming out of your skin. Great. But that pore is then opened for all of the other great things in the air to just re-clog it. So so, what do you do about blackheads? What do we do about them? um, So there are some toners that have BHAs in them. So Paula's Choice has a a BHA toner. I think it's their 2%. I would have to look. But you can put that on your nose with a little cotton pad. It helps. But don't put it all over your face. So it makes them disappear? Really? It Well, so it has a BHA in it. So what it does, it exfoliates, basically. It goes in there, deep down into the pore, and it just kind of dissolves without scrubbing it's just a toner yeah and i i personally especially if you have sensitive skin at all um i wouldn't really recommend like so what do you do physical someone... exfoliant so like those like saint ives type scrubs yeah. they can cause damage to your skin especially if you're like being aggressive um it's just tiny little tears that you're making in your skin. So what do we do if we have sensitive skin and we need to really get rid of blackheads? Um, I think a weekly peel is like a great option. There is a there is one that's made by Dr. Dennis Gross. Um, it's a two-step. It says daily peel, but I do it's a weekly. I have a really. peel at my house here, like an at-home peel. Yeah. We should do it later. They're great. Honestly, I think Weekly peels are great. Don't overdo it, though. You can definitely overdo it. Okay. But also, if you um, go to your esthetician, they can do peels as well that really, really help. Because exfoliation is so important. Because mm-hmm. our our skin, it's amazing. Like, it, it sheds its layers so that it can have this, like, natural moisturizing factor and a barrier function to protect us. Um, and so... The way that it does that, though, is it has to shed the, the dead cells off. How often... Does our face skin shed? Well, a little bit all the time, sort really? of. But it it turns over. Technically, like, the cycle is supposed to last 28 days for a healthy skin. Um, and that's, like, when we're probably 25. But then by the time we turn 50, it might take 40 days or something like this to then fully turn over. And that's when – when I say turn over, it's the – you know that, like – the look that you get when you're – it's kind of like a dull look and mm. you're like, oh, I just – I don't look kind of – Not bright anymore. Not bright and dewy or whatever. Well, it's probably because you need to do a peel or exfoliate. I think for sensitive skins, you can exfoliate – like really exfoliate one time per week and then build up to it. Not with a weekly peel but with something like the antioxidant pad that I use that has the the slight exfoliant exfoliation factor in it, the PHAs. You can build it up. Um, 
But then there's like things like the ordinary that um, they have a higher percentage. So you just have to be careful with that. You don't want to be using those high percentage of AHAs and BHAs every day. Um, And especially with like length of time that you're leaving them on, just be careful. You can burn your skin. Okay, so what are some of the dangers? Like you say, obviously, popping pimples and blackheads is bad. You know, putting certain products that you're not supposed to be using on your skin for example, if you don't have acne and you're using acne products, like what are some of the worst dangers that you can come face to face with if you do these wrong things to your skin? Um, not wearing sunscreen. No, but like what can happen to your skin? Like, yes, you're doing like, yeah, what if so I don't wear pre- sunscreen, what if, what if I pop all my pimples? What if I'm doing yeah. these bad things? So it's, what will happen to me? Yeah. So basically when we're younger, so like in our kind of like teens and twenties and stuff, we a lot of people can get away with like not washing their face, not not having any kind of skincare regime, and they still you're like, well, I do so much, and like they don't do anything, and they still have great skin, but it will show up later on in life, and basically it's premature aging. Um, so you're just so gonna age that, faster or yeah, scar more? Yeah. Like, what you're, if I you're pop healing. pimples? What happens? Like, what? Why do people say don't pop your pimples? Well, it damages your skin, but you can create scarring, especially so if you pop a pimple. Okay, let's say it scabs over, you go out in the sun, it's not great. You're going to have a scar. And over time, that that can create this kind of pig, like uneven texture, kind of pigmentation look, and you have these acne scars. And some people get them as red spots. Some people get them as darker spots. Um, and if you have a proper skincare regime now, while our skin is is, you know, turning over in those 28 days, then you can you know, get rid of them kind of. But later on, you're, you're going to have to do laser treatments and it's just like more of a thing. I have a um, question for you. Yeah. Totally like kind of off topic right now, but like can we talk about eye cream for a second? Like is it actually important and like is it – does it actually make a difference putting eye cream on if we're young? I mean I do anything – like, yeah, anything that we do now for our skin, just like I said, like it will – it's, you know, it will show up later on in life. Um, especially things like using vitamin C and wearing sunscreen, but with eye creams, I think it, it's the same, but people, a lot of people are like, well, I'm using an eye cream. I have these, like, I have like dark under eyes, so I'm using an eye cream, but the dark under eye probably isn't going to be helped with an eye cream. That's a sign of poor lymphatic draining. And so it's, it is a blood flow issue. And so when you use eye cream, you might be moving, you know, Creating that kind of – it's like a circulation, massage. Yeah, yeah, the circulation. So increasing the blood flow. Um, and that's a great reason to use eye cream. But, I mean, do you want my honest answer? I yeah. feel like it's kind of gimmicky a little bit. Come on. Shoot. Um, no, I think that they're another product that you have to buy. I think if you're using, like, non-irritating moisturizers and stuff, I mean, I can get my moisturizer pretty much right under my eye. It doesn't sting. It doesn't burn. What's I mean, the difference between eye cream and face cream? Like, is it just more hydrating? Like, is it? It depends like- on the formulation. Like, some 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 companies do like gels, which people like to sometimes use in the morning. Um, I think as far as like instant results for makeup and stuff, I really like using eye creams. It just like makes my makeup go on better. Um, I also really like under eye patches. I think those for instant gratification make a huge difference. The ones from Peter Thomas Roth, the um, gold flake ones. The 111 skin ones are amazing. Yeah. Under eye patches are amazing. They have immediate results, but like long-term, does it help? Probably not. Maybe like not. I think you, I think 
the best way to get rid of dark circles is to get a good concealer. Yeah, or get under eye filler. Yeah, because it's not like product, even cosmeceutical products, you see the before before and after for like crow's feet and things like that. It's very minimal what you can do. So do you, like if, for example, like if I had a really harsh wrinkle in between my eyebrows, like I heard Botox is preventative, right? Yeah. Botox isn't just for 40, 50, 60 year olds. It's like if you get it in your 20s or early 30s, it actually can prevent you getting these deep lines, right? Yeah. So what I would say is that if you're looking into doing preventative Botox, um, I would say start slow because you really don't know. Like even just a few units, you don't know how your skin's going to react and you don't know like you know, you could have like one eyebrow higher than the other. You yeah. just don't really know. Go how to it's a really react. good doctor too. I guess like if but a lot even of my... some good doctors, like it, it you just really? don't know. And so I think just start slow because also like with pictures and stuff, the first time because I've had baby Botox is preventative Botox, baby Botox, whatever you want to call it. Um, where did you get it? Units. Just like in the middle. I got it in Texas. No, but like where in the between your eyebrows and oh. above your eyebrows. So the first time I got it, I absolutely hated it. I got it in between my eyebrows on my forehead, um, kind of like when they do it on your forehead to lift, they kind of do it like into your um, scalp a little bit. Oh, really? A little bit. Like it's kind of on your hairline really. Um, and then I, she said, do you want me to do a little bit around the eyes? And I kind of was like, okay, well, I don't really know. I'm not going to be in Texas for a while. So just do it. Big mistake. Um, I felt so frozen and I didn't want to feel frozen. And I looked different for like six months because when I would smile, my little crow's feet. Because I know you can get, like, the filler and stuff dissolved. It's there. It kind of has to wear off. And it will wear off. um, But it's in there. And so the next time right now, not not in my um, eyes anymore. That was, like, over a year ago. But I just got it, like, a few months ago. And I said I want half as much and I don't want anything around my eyes. And I love it. Because I actually – rule of thumb is that if you make an expression and you have a wrinkle, that's fine. That's your – that's your expression. So, you know, we're animated. We're happy. Like, we yeah, earn, I, I we earn the lines, too. But if then you stop making the expression and there's still a line there, then you could probably do preventative Botox. But it could also be that your skin's just really dehydrated that day. Um, you just have to know your skin and think, okay, is this really something that's bothering me or not? Yeah. Obviously, but, like, a lot of my listeners, like, I don't really – I think most of you are 20, mid-20s. Um, so, like, if you're – Young, if you're like under, if you're like 19 and under, I think like don't worry about Botox or anything right now. No, no, but I think the whole idea is that if you don't create the wrinkle, like if you're not able to make that expression, then it's not really going to create a wrinkle. So I think for you know people in their mid 20s to early 30s, it's worth getting a little bit. Um, I like the effect of it, and it didn't like go- it the first time though. Yeah, because so it, it I had to made- try it again. It- I was like against it after the first time yeah I, I, I think it was a bit much though the first time maybe and it just like you didn't feel like you but I think like the trick to anything the trick to if you're gonna get any work done I think is just to like make it as natural as possible like I yeah, remember last year you don't want to feel like you look different yeah I remember last year like when I first got my lips done um I always had big lips to begin with um but I guess like wanting to experiment and stuff when I first started on MIC I was like oh my god like Everyone has their lips done. Like, why don't I try mine? It was like 
so naive. And I did it. And, like, it looked really good at first. And then I got a bit more. And they were, like, way too big, I think, for a while. Like, when I first met Ben, I think they were at the big- their biggest. And I remember, like, after a few dates, like, we were drunk. And he was like, have you gotten your lips done? And I was like, no. And I lied to him for so long. And he just always knew. And I was kind of embarrassed of it. Like, I didn't want to look fake. I know in England there is this, like, fake look that is pretty trendy. Yeah. And I, I just didn't want to look like that. And I ended up looking like that because I had these long hair extensions and these big fat lips. So now I think, like... I'm more into the natural look, and I know you are too, so most of my lip fillers are gone. Like, I think maybe you have, like, a tiny bit left. I'm going to get a top-up when it's completely gone of, like, half a mil probably just because I like having a bit of fullness. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, natural is key. If you're going to get anything done, start small, start small, start small. Because the whole point of beauty in my eyes, the whole point of skincare in my eyes is to feel the best naturally. And I know it's a bit counterintuitive to say that because I'm just talking about getting filler. But, like, if you feel like you are more confident without makeup, if you get, like, under eye filler or, like, a tiny bit of, like, filler in your nose to fix the bump, like, something small, then fucking go for it, honestly. Like, so many people are judgmental these days on it. Everybody has it done. Like, I'm not promoting it at all. If you don't want to get done, obviously don't. But, like, I'm just saying my theory is, like, the most natural looking is the best. So Yeah, you just want to look like you. But I yeah. think if something really bothers you... Then go for it. Like, yeah, I have and, no problem with that. Yeah. Stop caring what other people think, like, honestly. I agree. And I think just being transparent about it, I think that when, like, our moms were younger, like, it was very taboo. Like, people still got Botox, but they just didn't really talk about it. Everyone talks about it And so now my mom, like, I was doing consultations in Texas, and, the, you know, people were asking about Botox. It was, like, 45 to 50-year-old women. And I was like, well, yeah, I've gotten it. And my mom didn't want me to tell people. But I said, no, the whole point of our brand is, like, to be transparent. And we try to be as transparent as possible. We try to get the most correct information that we can. That's why we've taken all these different courses. But I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I've never gotten it. And I think that we just have to talk about it and make it something yeah. that's not, like, a shameful thing to do. Is and also, uh, what a lot of people forget sometimes is the fact that it's not permanent. Filler and Botox isn't permanent. So if you get something to try it out and you don't like it, then you don't have to get it ever again and it goes no, away. No, it's like a months. haircut. Like, if it's It bad, is. It's it like goes. getting your eyebrows <laughs> microbladed. Like, it's, like, semi-permanent. Yeah. No, my... Yeah, the, I... I couldn't do that, I don't think. It just freaks me out, the actual process of it. Yeah. But on some people, it looks amazing. Yeah. No, I I got them done last year, and they're way too dark. I literally, like, my But they're really dark in the beginning. Yeah, but No matter what, they kind of don't tell you. It looked awful at the beginning. I saw my Facebook. There was, like, a post from a year ago or whatever, you know, and it does that. Yeah. And... I literally, my eyebrows were so dark. I was like, what the fuck? And I showed Ben. And he was like, yeah, that doesn't look like you. It's so weird. Like, eyebrows make such a fucking difference. They make such a difference. They make such a difference. And my mom, like, her one thing when I went to um, college, she was like, Megan, I have two rules. Don't do drugs and don't pluck your eyebrows. <laughs> because I overplucked my eyebrows. I was like, okay. It was, like, on that level in my household. Like, do not pluck your eyebrows. Oh my god! Because then you it. get to a point where they don't really grow back. Oh yeah, my my eyebrows are pretty short because they used to be you really have great long. eyebrows. No, but because I filled them, actually I didn't fill them today. I'm not wearing makeup, but look how short they are. Like they need to be longer on the ends. Oh really? Actually, I overplucked. I used to have the most full, gorgeous eyebrows. I did too, and I don't know what's happened. I don't even pluck them anymore. I don't even get 
any hair between my eyebrows anymore. That's great. I know. It's great. But I sometimes do, like, the, um, Dermot. What is it? Oh, my gosh. No, I can't remember the name of it. Micro, the roller? Der- no. Dermot roller? Is, what? No, it's, like. New face? No, it's the little, like, almost like a razor. Oh, I don't know that. It, it's Derma something. You guys probably know what it is. It's, um, basically you just, like, get the peach fuzz off, you know? Oh, cool. So I do that. And especially for older women, um, because you get, like, when you go through menopause, you kind of start to get this little peach fuzz. Just, again, hormones. Hormones affect everything. Um, Fucking hell. Yeah, but you get, like, this little peach fuzz. And so you can get it kind of, like, shaved off. Cool. And then your makeup goes on really well. And it does exfoliate a little bit, like, the top okay, layer of so your skin. I want to try it one day. Yeah, you don't need it now. But <laughs> Should we um, answer some more questions? I feel like we just keep, like, chatting. I, like, love this conversation right now. But there was another question that I really wanted you to answer. Yeah. Which one? Psoriasis. Yeah, psoriasis. So somebody asked us about um, what's the best skincare for psoriasis. And my answer was the best skincare isn't skincare, it's actually your diet and figuring out what the triggers are So for your psoriasis. So um, psoriasis is basically the overproduction of skin cells. And so what the amount of skin cells that I produce in 28 days or the dead skin cells that accumulate on the top of my skin in 28 days, someone with psoriasis in that particular area, they will produce that in three to five days. So it's like, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's a lot, but it's, it's hereditary and it's triggered by, um, stress. It can be triggered by diet, a lot of different things. So as far as skincare goes, be so careful what you're putting on your skin. You don't want to put anything irritating on your skin. So just natural nothing stuff? Fra- like, what about, like, nothing coconut Nothing fragrance. Okay, coconut – no, not coconut oil. Why? I'm not a big coconut oil person. I think coconut oil just clogs your pores. I oh think it's God. great for cooking, but don't put it on your skin. Like, I use it as lube. I, I – you were telling me this the other day. I – I mean, things that are in the kitchen, just leave them there. I mean, if you want to, like, <laughs> formulate a natural mask, okay, fine, whatever – but, like, you know, there – I think science behind skincare is – it's been formulated for a reason. So if a product right. has coconut oil in it, but it's been formulated correctly, then, yeah, it's great. I'm sure it's moisturizing, whatever. But don't just put pure coconut oil on your face because, no, it's like apple cider vinegar. So you're putting vinegar, which is acid, directly on your face, and it's not balanced at all. It's very unstable. So – don't, don't be doing that. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Um, all right. So the other one that I was going to mention that was uh, asked to us on my uh, Instagram is this. One second. Would you please ask for the best remedies for keratosis pilaris? Yeah, which, by keratosis the way, pilaris. disclaimer, guys, I did like a vlog the other day talking about the red bumps in my arms. They're like little bumps, kind of like chicken skin type bumps I've had my entire life. And I had so many comments tell me to like try certain things and products. And I actually bought the ameliorate cream, mm-hmm. ameliorite cream. Yeah, and which just is a brand that it. I do really like. Yeah, and it Sydney actually has it really helped my skin bumps. Yeah. So the technical word is, care, what is it? Keratosis pilaris. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's basically just an overproduction of keratin protein. Um, and they're kind of fun to pop. I have them on the back of my arms too, but I just, love popping them. It's I like know, my favorite but then activity. they, I now have scars on my arms, Same. people. Me too. So I'm going to have to start doing like a weekly peel oh on my, my arms. They're like gone really, right now from that cream. 
No, so creams and basically what you need to do, you need to hydrate, 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 and exfoliate. Well, exfoliate first and then hydrate. It's weird how they can like disappear um, and reappear so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. And it's just, it is one of those annoying things that a lot of people have. Um, I had it worse when I was younger. Same. But I also like never, I would, I would take such good care of my skin, but like my body skin, I just kind of ignored. I don't know why. Probably because it's like covered most of the day. So mm. I just didn't think about it. But um, yeah, I had it a lot worse when I was younger and now it's better. But there's a lot of cosmeceutical brands and like dermatologist approved products on the market that you can use specifically for that. But that's what it's called if you want to look up different products for it but you so really like what do you like promote any specific ones like the ameliorite creams are really good and then is there any other one that you recommend i not really no amlactin there was a derm the amlactin a-m-l-a-c yeah but you didn't like that one did you it worked but like i also think that scrubbing is super important because like when i scrub it goes away and plus when i scrub and put lotion on it goes away but then if I just put lotion, it's, like, half gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just wish there but was a like cure that, like... don't, like, scrub too hard. Like, you can be pretty gentle with it. Yeah, and I'm gentle. Itself. Yeah. But I just wish there was something that, like, it was, like, a pill or something I could take where it, like, goes away for good. I don't want to, like, be so fucking consistent with scrubbing. Yeah. Especially uh, if I'm wearing fake tan. I don't tan. know. Like, I, I can't scrub. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't think there's a pill. There... There's a pill for everything, but I I really don't know if there's a pill for this one. So this has nothing to do with diet, really. It's more just this overbuild of keratin, right? It's ker- yeah, keratin protein. Everything can be affected by your diet and your lifestyle. So I'm so, sure that there are some triggers, but it's just it's an annoying thing that a lot of people suffer from. And exfoliating and hydrating, it happens when your skin is really like dry and dehydrated. It, oh, it gets I have worse. So many questions for you. So what kind of diet to help uh, psoriasis and to help all these other skin issues? Like, what do you recommend eating and what do you recommend not eating? So basically a diet high in antioxidants is really good for your skin. But having said that, your skin is the last in line. Um, So it's behind all, like, the vital organs, you know, (laughs) like your liver and things like that. Um, So it's very last in line, even though it's so important to protect our bodies Um, for bacteria, infection, disease, all of that, it's still the last in line. So even if you're like really, really, really hydrating or really eating like so much vitamin C or, you know, so many antioxidants, lots of leafy greens and things like that, you still need to add topical antioxidants and topical hydration because your skin just doesn't get it all from your diet because the rest of your body is absorbing it. Um, And so I think for like overall skin and well-being, it's so it's your lifestyle. So are you like staying up all night and waking up super early? Are you over exercising? Um, are you drinking all the time? Doing oh the alcohol thing is so bad for your skin. It's so bad. It's so dehydrating. But it's just a combination of your overall well being. So your and your overall being and health. So your skincare regime is a huge part. It helps helps things along. Like if you have an amazing diet and amazing lifestyle that's great. And your, your skin's probably going to show that, but it still needs that extra help, um, with topical things. Just, you know, just soak it all up. So what, so obviously like bad foods, like fast foods, bad foods, fast foods, sugar. Oh yeah. All the kind of obvious things that like you probably shouldn't be eating anyways. Okay. So what about the good stuff? So it's like the good fatty acids. Woo. I love fat so much. Fatty acids are so important for 
the barrier function of your skin. Um, so things like avocados are mm. great. Salmon, any kind of like fish, fatty fish, fatty the fatty fish. yeah. Um, because omega three and six are really important. Nuts, um, nuts, yeah. All of those are like really good things. Olive I don't oil, need, yeah. Eggs, are they have omega acid. I don't Do know they? about fatty acid, but they have omegas. So. They have really, they have a lot of protein. I mean, I think they're just yeah. good for you, but um. No, I think that, yeah, fatty acids are huge. And if you're not getting enough in your diet, that's okay. Take supplements. Obviously, supplements are not going to do the same thing as your... I take, your, like, a krill oil supplement. Like, fish oil. Fish oil. oil. Yeah. yeah, fish oil. That's great. But there's, like, combo omega-3 and 6s um, that are just really good. And if you have redness and inflammation, it could be a lack of omega-3 and 6 um, in your diet. So I don't really eat fish. Um, I eat like a ton of avocado, but I feel like that's like not enough. I think I probably Why don't need you to eat have fish. I so I'll eat it like in sushi, but I mean, let's be honest, that's a tiny amount. Um, I don't like, you don't like I it. don't like salmon. Like <gasps> I hate salmon so I much. I love salmon. Ask Senya. It's like the one thing, and she loves salmon, and she just makes a joke about it all the time. She's like, "Ooh, salmon on the menu. I might just order it. even the smell. I can't no do it. No way. Why no. did you have like, a bad know. experience? I think I had a bad experience at a place in Covent Garden that I won't name names, but name I got names. Some- Six and sushi. Oh my god! Yeah, I it's got a chain restaurant. Like, well, I was studying abroad. I didn't know any better, so I went to this sticks and sushi, and I got like all the rolls. And yeah, I got sick of salmon, and never again. I can't. That's awful. Poor you. I will cry. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that part of my inflammation with my rosacea is lack of omega three and six. So I do take um, omega three and six supplements, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're good for your heart too. Yeah, totally. I think higher healthy fat is the best kind. Yeah. All right. Um, So, how many times should I exfoliate per week? Um, Yeah. So we kind of yeah. It just it really depends on your skin type. So if and this is so important. Like, if you follow, like, celebrities and bloggers and stuff, like, their skin can be different than yours. So you just need to be careful and listen to your skin. If someone's using the ordinary, that red chemical weekly peel, whatever, AHA, I don't know the percentages, but I've actually tried it before, um, and they're leaving it on for 10 minutes and they give you the instructions, that doesn't mean that you can do the same thing. Your skin is different, so you have so what to do you listen do? to your skin. So what do you do? How do you, like, you talk to your skin or something? You you ease yourself into things. And so, like, with exfoliating, for me, I could only really do, like, a proper exfoliation. So even, like, a, so, like, I don't know, a toner or a face wash that has BHAs in it or something like that, I could only use that once a week. Then you can probably build it up. Like Paula's Choice, her her product, she says that you can eventually build it up and use it every day. It's like using vitamin C too. Like initially with vitamin C, you should only use it like maybe two times a week. So do it on like a Monday and a Thursday or something. Wait, so I have a vitamin C serum. Can I use that every morning? You can use it every morning once you've built up your tolerance to it. But if what you happens put it on, if you just do it right away? What, like, what? It just, it's really hard on your skin. And your skin's like, what are you putting on me? Like, it's tingling, it burns. Mm. And, and yeah, you just, it's like working out. Like, you don't want to go, like, if you're running a marathon, you don't want to go run like 20 miles the first day of training. You know, you have to ease into it. It's just like that with skincare. Yeah, so, you're so right. Yeah. So, like, listen to your skin. If things are tingling or burning with vitamin C, it's going to tingle. It shouldn't really burn. 
Um, anything that like makes your skin super red or irritated or breaks out in a rash, don't use it. Like, just don't use it again. But you don't, but you're saying as well, like, you don't necessarily only need to use natural products. Like, you can use unnatural products if they work well with your skin. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just, it's really hard. Everyone's different. I think it's just like working out. Like, you have to find the right workout for your body. It's the same thing with your skin. You have to find the right regime for your skin that works. But with exfoliation especially, you have to just build up your tolerance to it. You should not be exfoliating more than three times a week realistically. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. excessive. But um, exfoliating can be super addicting because you see an immediate result. You're like, oh, my God. I have glowy skin today, so I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And you can over-exfoliate your skin, and then you get dryness, then you get flakiness, then you get irritation and redness. Yeah, and then you right. get breakouts. Too much. Too much isn't good. It's, it's not. not. No, long-term. Think long-term. Think long-term. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay, I have a few questions to finish off this podcast. I'm yeah. just going to, you know, ask these from the top of my head. Yeah, go for it. So... If you could tell your 15-year-old self anything about skincare that you wish you knew back then, what would you tell her? Don't go to the sunbed for that date party. Just don't do it. You are going to look orange and not great. And it's going to be bad. For and I've had three skin cancers removed. <gasps> and so You have? Yeah. Pre, pre-cancerous. Um, yeah. Oh, my Moles. God, babe. So, um, Yeah. And I was like, well, I did get, yeah, I had like a tanning membership in college. Ditto. I wasn't 15, but still, I would tell my younger self, don't do that. Really good answer. And don't pick your skin, even though it's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. All right. So last question that I kind of want to start asking all my guests um, at the end of each podcast. Since this whole podcast is about living your best life and living to your highest potential, I want to ask Meg today, because she's a super motivated gal, by the way. How old are you? 25. 25. She's the co-founder of this amazing business, lives in London alone, like total badass, okay? So, Meg, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed one morning, what do you do that ensures you'll bounce back and have an awesome day? Like, what are some tips that, or what are some things you do to instantly change your mindset and get back into the groove? Um, so the first thing, honestly, would probably be call my mom. No way, because really? She, yeah, she like, she's been 55 and she's been 25 and everything in between. And she just knows that like, you shouldn't sweat the small stuff. But when you're in it, you're, you know, sometimes you're just sweating the small stuff. I'm a pretty high stress person just by nature. Um, and so she, she, she's my first call to like turn my day around and vent and like, just get it out. So, so let it out, let out those Totally let it out. If you need to cry, cry. I think if you're having a bad day, like don't take it out on anyone else, but just, I kind of isolate myself. I'm like, okay, today's my, not my day. It's just not my day and that's okay. But um, what do you do to change that around? Like if you have like, I'll, I'll have a meeting good cry. or something, like if, like, what do you do to like instantly bounce so good cry call mama call my mom if I have like a meeting or something to do well my Pilates class this morning was a perfect example I just think like just do it just do it tomorrow like this will be like a non-issue just do it get it get out of bed you have to just keep calm carry on keep on going hell yeah baby yeah 
That was so good. Oh, I'm so happy about this. You guys, so fun. Meg is like a natural at podcasting. You should like have your own podcast. I you mean, should make a Leonie podcast. Um, we are podcast. thinking about doing it. So watch the space. Amazing. Um, yeah. If you have any other questions, DM me and maybe Meg could come on again. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's my Texan yeah, <laughs> word y'all. of the day. <laughs> um, I'll speak to you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Meg, where can they find you? You can find me at Megfell on Instagram or at Leone.ldn. That's where you can find all different kinds of skincare tips. We do fun stories. And our next pop-up where you can come in for a consultation is at Duck and Dry. Amazing. So, yeah, it's at the end of September. So keep your eyes peeled and come in with us. And, yeah, the Leone.ldn. Leone.ldn. So Their L-I-O-N-N-E. Instagram. Yeah, L-I-O-N-N-E dot L-D-N. That Instagram page is, like, so informative. Your Insta stories are so cute. And, like, you know when Insta stories are very, like, clean and, like, you know, really, like, like, easy. Yeah, Yeah, they're um, polished. We're startup people, so we're not paying anyone to do our no, social media. No, 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 but yours so are so us. polished. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, in shock at how amazing your stories are all the time. Well, it's a lot of information. We post a lot of information. Eventually, we'll probably, you know, collate it and put it somewhere, but... Our posts are more like a blog than, you know, one-liners or these, like, kind of skincare quotes. They're not trying to sell you anything. That's my favorite part. It's like they're not part of a skincare company. They're not getting commission on these companies. Like, they're just trying to help you out and find what works best with your skin. Yeah, and don't – again, don't stress the small stuff. If you have spots, if you're suffering from acne, it's not – you know, it's not forever. There are ways around it. Yeah, Just try it all, you know? Try it all. All right, guys. (laughs) Yeah, call your mom. (laughs) Tip of the day. Call mom. Call mom. All right, guys. Love y'all. See you later.